Hello, I'm John Ellis, and this is episode two of Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. Now, I am by no means a convert to networking, and for the purposes of this podcast, I'm assuming you aren't either. So think of me as your representative and this show as a free reference collection for you to investigate and find out more about why you should consider networking, what it can do for you in terms of winning new business and bolstering the bank account, and how to move speedily through the gears from fearful novice to skillful pro. To do all that, we need a networking guru, one of the pioneers who knows what it's all about and how to make it work. So here's the star of our show from Aberdeen Business Network. It's Andrew Smith. Hi, Andrew. Hi, John. Good to see you. Now, this, as I say, uh, episode two of Cows, Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. So before we get started, let me just address the elephant in the room or in this case, the cow. Uh, if you're wondering why the show is called Cows Not Cow, the full answer is at the end of episode one. But basically, I'd suggest it's a way of reminding ourselves the object is to make what you've got as appealing to as many people as possible over a period of time and not to spoil your chances of doing that by blundering in at lightning speed and scaring off a, a good percentage of the people that you hope to impress and win over. Is that a fair summation, Andrew? Yes, I couldn't have put it better myself. <laughs> uh, to, to, to rush in, to close one sale that's not been qualified, or yeah, to spread the net as far afield as possible. And with that long-term approach, that's when networking works. Now, in episode one, we dealt in depth with why all the pros of networking outweigh any cons, any reservations that you might have about networking in the first place. And over the coming weeks, we'll snuff out those personal fears that you have one by one. If you've just found us here in episode two, thank you for doing that. It's lovely to have you. Uh, you'll find all our episodes for free every week on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search cows not cow. As I say, in episode one, we go deep into what networking is and why you should do it. It's really worth jumping on that for a listen. Search cows, not cow on Apple or whenever you get your podcast. And whilst you're there, please remember to rate and review. So take seconds to click those five stars. Uh, you can also hit subscribe as well. And that way you'll get the show delivered every week to your device as soon as it comes out. Just click subscribe. Thank you. But to see if you're stopping, going back to listening to episode one in full right now, very broad strokes to summarize, Andrew, what is networking? Who is it for? Why should we commit to it? I think a good definition for, for business networking is chatting with others, sharing information, and developing relationships. I believe it's for, for everyone uh, that, is in, that is in business, uh, and there are multiple benefits. It's not just trying to develop new business opportunities, even though that's very important. It's also finding out intel, um, spreading, uh, spreading key messages, uh, uh, for, for education as well, potential uh, suppliers, also can be very effective for, for job seekers. Um, so a whole number of different benefits that come from good networking, as well as that, yes, perhaps the most important one, the chance to win more business. Okay, so we're now working under the assumption uh, you know what it is and you're at least considering giving it a go. And from here on in, it's where Andrew teaches us about all the elements we should consider and how best to maximise our success using what we learn. Uh, networking itself breaks down into stages or categories and subcategories. T tell me about those, Andrew. Yeah, I, I believe so. Although an awful lot of focus, understandably, is about networking events themselves, I believe that networking is a, is a process like, like anything else. And if we instead look at networking as, as before, during, 
after and ever after. So the before is the overall picture. Where does it fit in terms of a, a, a marketing? How do we prepare for an event? The during, well, that's the, the event itself, as you'd expect. Uh, the after is then how we, we follow up to develop relationships. But the ever after, that's often forgotten about, that's to keep the relationships going on an ongoing basis to make them as effective as possible for both parties. Okay, so those are our stages. And in this episode, I hate to sound all Julie Andrews, but let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. Uh, this episode deals with before networking. So what are some of the things we have to consider and learn about as part of this section before networking? Because it's not just about turning up at a venue or logging into a chat with a couple and hoping for the best. There's a science to this, isn't there? And an element of, uh, of preparation involved. So what are these things that we need to be thinking of? I think it's a, it's a good idea to, to break it down into, into two. It's to look at the, it's the overall goals for a networking effort and then also the, the per event goals as well too. Now, that doesn't mean that, that we shouldn't be open to having any conversation with anyone at any event, because that can often lead to some of the best relationships and opportunities. But first of all, it's clarifying why we're going to an event and what are the goals for that. Well, some of the most effective networkers that, that I've seen in action over the years, then they will take it on to, to pair event goals. So it could be that they are um, the specific people from the delegate list that they would like to meet and there'll be reasons for that. Or they want to make sure, for example, that they are speaking to at least three new people that they've never met before. So they can guarantee that their contact sphere will grow as a result of, of going to that networking event. So the overall goals and the pair event goals, it can be different for everyone, but I would, would encourage you know, all new and existing networkers to clarify like why, where does it fit for our business? And okay, for, for this event, what do I want to achieve from the time, the effort, the expense of going to this event? Is there a, a, um, a reason to look really far into the future and, and, and try uh, and think, right, okay, so, uh, you know, uh, at the end of this year, let's say, my 12-month plan, uh, I want to have this basket of clients. Uh, or is it literally just, it's my first time, it's unlikely I'm coming out of this event with new clients, um, but I want to aim to get into the good books with this guy. Is it, I mean, how far do you plan? I think I understand that some can be concerned that it's, it's making it a little bit a little bit cold, a little bit too salesy. You know, if we're to target and say, I am going to this event, my main goal is to speak to, you know, these one, two, three connections. However, that, that sort of prep, if we, if we were going to a meeting with a, a client, with a prospect, an introducer, you know, we would do prep for that. We would know what we want to achieve from that meeting. So why on earth wouldn't we do that with 20, 30, 40 people? And as the overall picture... I certainly have spoken to a lot of networkers over the years, and I do it myself as well, that I do have, yeah, an overall overall goals and overall figures for what I'd like to achieve as a result of my ongoing networking efforts. And I 100% believe that those that spend time on the overall goals and the pair event goals achieve more from their networking. Suppose some goals um, can remain the same for, for any meeting. And you were talking about someone going in and saying, right, I want to achieve three new contacts or five new contacts. But others can change almost every time, depending on who might be attending, which I guess takes us on to what you were talking about there, that, that practical preparation. Presumably, um, some of it is, like you say, finding out who's going. So you can start making a list of people you'd like to meet and chat to. Believe me when I say um, that was the best way I, I could sum it up. Otherwise, I thought of, 
people of interest and a list of targets, but everything I came up with made it, made it sound like a police raid rather than a networking event. So I settled for people I'd like to meet and chat to. Effectively, it helps if you plan uh, and you know who's in the room. Yes, yes. And, and it comes back to my, you know, to my earlier point about if we're you know, meeting one client or one prospect, you know, we would put the time and effort in for that. So we're going to have you know, dozens of people there that we might be speaking to then, then absolutely. The, getting the delegate list in advance for any networking event is extremely important. If you book an event, often you can maybe see that online or it's sent out before the event. And even if you don't have one, then I would recommend listeners to, to ask for that to be sent out to them. It gives you a sort of overall feel of who's going. And yes, it allows you to say, oh, I haven't seen them for a while, or I saw someone, you know, someone on LinkedIn about their, their business. I would like to speak to them. Or I heard one of our contacts talking about them. I'd like to, I'd like to speak with them. Always be open, you know, to any conversation at any, because we never know which way that's going to go. And I've heard so many examples of when that has led to, you know, to, to great ongoing relationships. But there is nothing wrong at all. In fact, I think it's good business practice and good networking practice to get that delegate list in advance. And it may be that you decide not to target speaking to anyone, but if you do, it can be very effective. And there's a human nature thing that goes on as well too, that if you then ask the event organizer to be introduced to these one, two or three people, in most cases, they're gonna like that. They're gonna like the fact that they've been requested that you want to speak with them. They're curious why you want to speak with them as well. So I think delegate list for the before section is the key document in preparing for an event. Okay, so you've got that delegate list. Um, you've also got to bear in mind, as you say, the, the, the sort of uh, ability to pivot uh, and, and change tack, perhaps, if someone comes across and starts talking to you. What other practical preparation might we do? This, you know, may come across as, you know, oh, come on, this is just common sense. However, it's something that I've seen networkers trip up, trip up on over the years, especially if you go to an event for the, for the very first time, it's checking the basics. It's not just very quickly scanning an email saying, oh, yeah, that's right, that's next Tuesday. We have seen networking delegates turn up wrong time, wrong day, even wrong month, wrong day. <laughs> also come in as well. And, of course, that's not what you, what you want to happen. So I would always encourage checking these things, you know, checking date, checking time, how long is it going to take you to, to get there, what if the traffic is bad, you know, where are you going to park, are there any, is there a particular format for the event? anything that delegates have been encouraged to take. And if you do all these things, then you're not going to, you're going to trip up on the, on the basics um, if you've got all of them right. And also, if you arrive at an event in time, unflustered, then that's the best way to start. You could be in a conversation very quickly with somebody going up steps into the venue. So do take care and double-check these practical things before going. Do you have business cards? Anything else that you need to take? Make sure of that first. Prepare for this meeting as you prepare for any other meeting. Yes, and I hate to sound like your your ma your granny here for a second, but brush your teeth, brush your hair, and make sure you're clean and well presented. Now, uh, I noticed that you, you mentioned uh, mental preparation as well. Tell me about that. What should you be thinking before you're doing that? Yeah, we we understand um, from speaking to so many networkers over the years that there can be a lot of nerves attended uh, associated with attending networking events, especially for, for first time and newer networkers, but also for more experienced delegates they'll still have that, you know, some fears. I have them as well. Yeah, and I've been to hundreds of events over the years. And it's that fear that you're going to go in and everybody's deep in conversation, people turn their back, nobody wants to speak to you. 
It's that fear of yeah, of regret, of rejection, of not being wanted. Nobody speaking to you at the party. We understand that. But there are things that can be, you know, that can be done about that. The reality is that in most, almost all cases, people will not turn your back. You won't struggle to get into, into conversation. Uh, another practical reason, and where the delegate list helps, is you can perhaps look for others that you know on the list. And you might want to meet them and go to the event together or, or meet outside and, and go in. Um, so that can help as well. Uh, good networkers will always want to meet new people. They want to grow their network that way. And they'll be looking out for people coming in on their own who perhaps don't know anybody. They're not deep in conversation. But for any listeners that are particularly concerned and particularly nervous about networking and they maybe still try these, you know, try these kind of practical solutions but they're still concerned. Yeah, it is just to take a little bit of time and imagine it going well, almost have a brief mental rehearsal to imagine them, uh, themselves at the venue, in conversation, asking questions, sharing information and developing relationships that way. Because the reality is the vast majority of cases, these scenarios that we fear, they don't actually happen. So it's it's visualizing that success and then just stepping into it pretty much. It's it's that that old chestnut, Andrew. Yeah. Yes. I mean, make make sure you're doing the practical things first. Remembering the good networkers I want to speak, being prepped for the event, having a look at the delegate list, but then you're also taking the time to try to combat these fears of visualizing going well that that you know we may do for, for other aspects of our lives and our business lives. Okay. Um. And then finally, you've got pitching and or. Memorability. Now, just to prove that I'm retaining at least some information from our shows, I would have thought if it's uh, one of the first few encounters that you're having with someone at a networking event, the last thing you'd be doing is pitching. But then you do want to be remembered at the very least. So, so how do you go about that? Stuff pad it in your shoulder? Shut up in a toga? What, <laughs> what exactly do you do? For pirates, I would recommend a stuff pad on the shoulder. <laughs> I would recommend a toga. But for the, for the rest of us, there are, there are two different things here. The memorability is, is very important, but there's probably a fine line to walk there as well. But if we're thinking about it from the perspective of our fellow networkers, and let's say there are 29 of them and, and us, why, you know, why are they going to remember, why are they going to remember us when they've had so many different different conversations? And of course, want to remember, be remembered in a, in a good way as well. I would say if there's something that you already have within your your personality, your hair, how you dress, item of jewellery. If you have something like that anyway, then don't be afraid then to, to go to the event like that. If that's you, that's your personality, that's how you do business, that's great. And that can stand you in good stead. But there is no need to go out of our way to be memorable, do something that's unnatural, something that's different. And that's when it can, can backfire. But in the same way, you might remember somebody if they you know, happen to have a, you know, we're wearing a, uh, he'll say it's a you know a bright red suit or particularly cool spat shoes, but only do that if that's what you do anyway. Mm. Pitch. Yeah. So if you wear loud jumpers, wear loud jumpers. Yeah. Because that because that is you. In terms of, of pitching, and I think this is this is really important because we're very very often asked. You know, I'm not sure what to say. I don't know how to pitch my business. I don't want to pitch too much. I don't want to come across as salesy. But the reality is when we're meeting people at a business networking event, they will very often say, well, what is it you do then? And we need to have answer or answers to that, to any follow-up questions. But probably the biggest mistake that I've seen and heard from networkers over the years is giving a long, long script. 
and that's not required. You've got to remember other people's attention span, how many other people are they speaking to as well, and conversation could be joined at any time. So we need to break it down into shorter answers. And I would also encourage uh, everyone just have a little bit of think about when they're asked, what is it you do? Then don't automatically say, I'm a financial advisor or I work in IT. There's no disrespect to financial advisors or people who work in, in IT. But if people will then say, all right, okay then, or pigeonhole, they think they know what you do, they'll switch off a little bit. If somebody who worked in financial services, you know, was to say, I'm a sleep specialist. The other person's going to say, oh, well, what's that then? Well, I help people sleep better. Oh, well, what do you mean by that? Well, I take care of, you know, all their, their finances and their retirement planning, their savings investments, which means that they sleep an awful lot better as a result. That's, that's memorability. That takes a little bit of practice, but that's memorability. And that's why I would recommend not always answering the, so what is it you do then question by saying, maybe more blindly, factually, what it is you do. Try never think about it. You can be memorable with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, got you. So, you know, if I if I go in and um, deep clean places, I'm an assassin of germs. Yeah, <laughs> for instance, maybe, maybe not that. I'd you want was much better. I would recommend just go with assassin. <laughs> Nothing else will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so those are our, our four elements. Don't use the assassin mind. Those are our four elements. Just um, summarize for me, if you can, Andrew, the, the before networking checklist, if you like. Recap the, the sort of quick takeaway points for me, please. No, no problem at all. Be clear on your on your goals, your goals for the event. You know, treat it as you would do for, for you know, any meeting with any client or prospect. So be clear the overall reasons why you're going. And if you've got pair event goals, such as meeting, you know, five people for the first time or perhaps targeting um, from the delegate list, then, then do that. Second thing is the is the practical prep. You know, double check, you know, where the event is, what day it is, how long it's going to take to get there. And, you know, as I mentioned a few times, get the delegate list. It's such a key document. The mental prep, you know, visualize that it is, that it is going to go well. It's going to be a good experience when you get into it. Good networkers will want to speak to you. It's extremely likely you'll get into conversation. Once you have the first conversation, you're away. And think about memorability for something if it fits, but the pitching. Your pitching is not a long spiel where somebody is switching off. It's trying to catch the attention early on to make you different, to make you remembered, then get the conversation going and the rapport going after that. Goals, practical prep, mental prep, and be clear about your pitch. I'm Joe Mellis. Thank you for joining us today for Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. If you found this useful, please rate and recommend us and please subscribe on Apple or whenever you get your podcast. That way you'll get us every week with all the good stuff, the hints and the tips for free, exactly what you want when you need it. And if you'd like to find out more about Andrew, the art of networking or the networking scene in Aberdeen in Scotland, check out abnworks.co.uk for some more networking blog tips. That's abnworks.co.uk and you'll find Andrew on LinkedIn as well, where he's always happy to make new connections and chat about people's networking questions, experiences and challenges. Search Andrew Smith from Aberdeen Business Network on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time and thanks for listening.